Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. My name is Drew, and as always, I am joined by my very good friend, Badway. Hey, what's up? We want to welcome all new listeners. For those that do not know, this is the podcast where we watch movies that might not have been loved by the critics, find those silver linings, and fill in the blanks that the movie writers might have left out. If you're looking for us on the interwebs, find us on our website at thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at thelastrowpod, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. We are also on Google+. And lastly, please head on out to iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you like what we do, if you enjoy the show. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that's done it so far. So this is a very special episode, Drew. This is The Last Row On Demand, or The Last Row Colon On Demand. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a as, colon. As we like to say. So what we're gonna do here is every other week uh, to sandwich our, uh, our, movie, our, our full movie podcasts, we're gonna have a little uh, shortened episode to just talk about basically what's on our mind and the world of entertainment through the week. Talk about what we've been watching. Basically wrap it up with maybe a game, uh, a quick hit, something something light to end it up with. So it's more of a free-flowing conversation. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and its impending release. We're going to get into what we've been watching, including a couple of Oscar movies, uh, along with some TV shows, old and new. And we're going to wrap it up with, uh, with a Razzie update uh, as we're in Oscar season. So are you pumped for Batman Badway? Let me ask you, are you pumped? Are you are you psyched? Are you stoked, as they would say stoked? in California? I would never say stoked. Are you stoked, right. <laughs> Badway? I kinda. Are the fans flaming right now? Uh, of your excitement? They're a little lukewarm, you know. Sure, I'm excited about it. I, I love Batman. I'm not a superhero guy. That's not my like top five movie genre. That's your MO. It might be six out of my top five. <laughs> but sure, why not? And this movie. More so than most, I guess I'm all pumped for. So I'm good for any Batman movie. Yeah, it seems like you're pretty pumped. So have you seen the most recent trailer? I've seen all the trailers. Yeah. Oh yeah. How did you feel when you saw it? All right, let's rank the trailers. Right. So the first one was pretty not good. <laughs> you want to say not good? I love the it. The first trailer was like, uh oh. Then the second trailer was like, all right. The third one is. Let's do this, right? See, is that, is that how is that what you rank them the same? I mean, I, I, listen, you know me. I'm yeah. I'm a fanboy. I know you're gonna love this movie if it's like, if it's a steaming pile of crap. If George Clooney's it. in it, you're gonna love. That's it, what right? I'm saying. Like, listen, I didn't even like Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin, but I am the biggest Batman fan yeah. in this room right now. Um, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back. You didn't like it at all. Like even as no. like 12 year old you, I enjoyed it. Okay, but I was like, eh. even then you knew it was bad, right? I knew that too. I, I had the same feeling. Listen, I liked yeah. it. I liked it in spite of how bad it was. Yeah, you do, though. Only because, yeah. you know, who doesn't love Batman on the screen? But it was really bad. Even the kids do, but I digress. Go on. Listen, we, we find the silver linings and things. That it was, there weren't a lot. No. But this new movie, yeah. I'm pretty pumped for it, And I'm not going to lie. Like, I know that the interwebs are all up in arms over it's too, you know, grimdark and all this stuff. I don't care. Don't. Batman fighting Superman on the screen. I don't give a crap. Zack Snyder. Sack Snyder, whatever, whatever his name is. I don't even care. Well, the guy that did Sucker Punch? Yeah. That guy? That's what I'm saying. Like, he can't make a movie. You know, we talked about that many times over the hate of some of these things. That last trailer sold me on it, the way that Batman fought those bad guys in the room. Yeah. It reminded me of the Arkham series of video games. It was awesome. Like, I just love the, the, the action of that. Because, you know, I love the Nolan movies. Don't get me wrong. Coming right. back to those movies... You didn't really see the action like you did there. They yeah. really choreographed it well, and who knows if it was CG? I don't know. That's uh, that's actually one of my one of my uh, downsides to a lot of these superhero movies. Marvel does this especially, and also the Christopher Nolan Batman's, where the action is so fast you don't even see blurry, what's going right? on. You can't see 
the heroes fighting anybody. You know, it's kind of like a whirlwind type thing, and I think it's too much. I liked I liked it for it to be slowed down, and it's a good point with the Arkham video games. It's very it's very similar in that aspect, especially that that's only one scene. But what do you what do you think of Affleck? You think he's going to be good? I mean, what you've seen oh, of him? I'm all on board with Affleck. Affleck gets a lot of crap, but you look at his previous I don't know four films. What did he do? We did the Town, Argo, Gone Girl. This this whole rumor that Affleck is not a good actor is over. It should be over and done with. And Daredevil should not even be a thought in anyone's. That wasn't even his anywhere. Fault, honestly, yeah. that yeah. wasn't his fault, and it wasn't that bad of a movie. It wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. So a- after having said all that, there's no reason for anyone to be concerned about Affleck. I feel. I think he's going to do a good job. It, it yeah. seems that he's fitting the Bruce Wayne that they want. He's an older, more veteran, grizzled Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He looks. You know, our friend Jerem said this. He looks. The damn closest to the Batman, the animated series, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He has the big ass jaw. <laughs> There's a really funny picture. Maybe we'll make it the picture of this. It's uh, Affleck smiling next to the Bruce Wayne smiling uh-huh. Batman of the animated series, yeah. which is ultimately my favorite Batman incarnation. Um, I'm really excited for this movie, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I actually enjoyed Man of Steel. I know people dumped on that too. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest movie ever, but I liked it. Now, here's, here's a window into how I view superhero movies. Man of Steel, I thought was a very good movie. I enjoyed it, but I actually fell asleep during the climax. <laughs> That's did. just what I do. It was I don't too know. long. Yeah, it and was it was too- so loud in the theater, and it did not deter me from <laughs> falling asleep. It was only for like two minutes. Listen, they but, had if yeah. you weren't, I was next to him, and they turned it up to eleven. Like it was yeah. so loud, it was so, distorting. That's I think, how loud it was. I think I'm a good judge of superhero movies because I'm like. I'm removed from fanboyism when I when I see these things, so I can tell you that I think of I think Avengers two wasn't all that hot, and I can tell you that Avengers one is a tad bit overrated. Separating myself now, I know I, my microphone just caught fire when I said that, <laughs> but separating you're myself at, from from, the- from fanboyism and just looking at it from the, as an outsider, I can I I feel like I'm a good judge of these movies as just as, as, a, as a casual a viewing, as a viewing experience. Yes. Yeah. So, and I think the only reason this movie. I would worry about it. And when I say worry, it's with a grain of salt. You take it with a grain of salt. Sure. Is the, su- is the Superman aspect of it. Because it's hard. And every superhero, Superman movie goes through this. It's hard to capture Superman in a movie. Because he's kind of a dull guy. Yeah. You know? It's hard to, like, capture his struggle. They tried to humanize him in yeah. the last one. And that's, I think that set a lot of people off. Yeah. But that's the only way you really could do it. Is you have to yeah. try to humanize him. I mean, look. If anything about Man of Steel, they at least tried a different take on it. Now, yeah. whether you liked it or not, that's okay. We'll see what happens with this one. I think another concern of people is that they're trying to shoehorn too many characters into this because they're trying to catch up to Marvel, you know, on the Dawn of Justice aspect. We'll see how it's done. I'm hopeful for it. I mean, you know, people had said that the last trailer ruined a lot of the stuff. They showed Doomsday. They showed all these things. Um, You know, am I excited? I don't... I'm really excited. I mean, I'm just going to be straight up with that. I, I have been excited about this since they announced it. The fact that, you know, you would see Batman and Superman on screen together as a fan of Batman and Superman growing yeah. up. That's everybody's dream. Right. Um, you know, so it, it's going to be good. There was a, a rumor that came out recently that it was screened and Warner Brothers is nervous. Yeah. I don't know if there's any truth to this. It doesn't seem to be because the second that it came out, Warner Brothers, there was a rumor, oh, they yeah, they're not going to do Justice League. They're going to push it back. What did Warner Brothers do? They greenlit the movie immediately. Yeah. So I don't think there's any weight to that. I, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a bunch of garbage. Nobody's... Especially from a money-making aspect, no yeah. one's worried about this movie. Even if it's bad, it's going to make a billion dollars. So, Do you have any concerns about this movie? And you've said this before, you know, just in life. 
something that's kind of a an episode. Now you got to watch everything. Yes. yes. No. Is yes. that how you feel yeah, about I, this? I definitely wanted to get into this. I and this is why I'm not a huge fan of the Avengers series and the Marvel series. Now, don't get me wrong; they're they're good movies for the most part. I enjoyed I enjoyed Avengers, even though I thought it was slightly overrated as the greatest movie of all time ever. And <laughs> I thought Avengers 2 was certainly dull in some aspects, but I enjoyed Iron Man 1. I enjoyed Captain America. I even enjoyed, to a degree, the last, the latest, the last Hulk movie. Uh, Thor, eh, I give or take it. But You're not into the uh, Asgardians? Right. But the thing I hate about these movies is that they're all connected, so which means I have to watch one to get the other. Am I going to be lost if I don't see Iron Man 2 and if I don't see Iron Man 3? Like... Am I going to be lost now, now that we're having Batman and Superman together? Am I going to have to watch Justice League if I want to watch the standalone Batman movie? Yeah. And if I want to watch the standalone Aquaman movie, or if that's if that's even going to come out? Maybe Chase started it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my problem is like these, the endings of these movies, they they don't matter anymore. At least with the, the Nolan trilogy, each ending for Batman Begins and Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, they had a pretty decent ending to the story. Whereas... A lot of these movies, especially in the Marvel Universe, all you're doing when you're ending a movie is setting up uh, immediately the next movie, and then the next movie. It's a, it's a, it's an endless string, and you never get closure. And that's something I, I could see as a valid concern, especially if you're a casual fan, yeah. I think, of the superhero genre. Yeah, now there's probably Marvel fans that love it, and that's yeah. fine. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of, of you know some of the Marvel movies, too. I liked Avengers. I did really enjoy it. Um, the last one I didn't like as much. I just didn't think it was as good. Um, maybe that was because there's so many characters. I mean, it's such a tough yeah. thing, I think, to juggle everybody. It's too much on the screen. So it's tough for the director and the writers and everybody. Um, but I, I haven't been watching like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I know that that ties into the movies yeah. and stuff. So I don't know if I'm missing anything out on that. Um, it's yeah. just so many things to keep up with. But I have been watching some of the other shows, like Arrow and Flash, and we'll get to that. It seems like DC, though, is keeping that universe separate. That's, that's for the best, too. Which don't- I think... I don't, you shouldn't yeah. bleed the TV shows. You know, you're you not all of a sudden you, you have it's like a homework assignment. You know, you have to <laughs> so watch Shield out, so you can watch Iron Man two. Then you have to watch Iron Man two, or else you shouldn't watch the uh, Captain America. Or yeah. you know, it's like it's, it goes on and on and on and on and on. I just want I just want my movie to begin and end. Or maybe I'm all, this is get off my lawn. Maybe I'm old man. Is this a curmudgeon moment? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I just maybe I just want to watch the two and a half hour movie. It's already long enough. <laughs> if I'm sitting through two and a half hours of the Avengers, and at the end of the movie they're saying, oh, well, guess what? The princess is in another castle. Then you're on to the next level. You're on to the next level. Except you got to wait three years. At a for certain it. point, I'm like, screw this. I don't want to watch Iron Man anymore. I'm yeah. done with them. Well, it's kind of like TV shows, and I don't know if maybe this is a philosophical discussion for another day. But the TV show aspect of everything, like yeah. everything's becoming episodic because TV shows are an hour long, 44 minutes, whatever it is, 42 minutes, and you always get the next one. But you can load it up. You yeah. know, it's like a TV series is about 13 series, but usually they have an arc that kind of begins and ends. Yeah. Um, well, I think it remains to be seen how this one's going to be, but I think as a beginning to the series, I'm pretty excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I just I just hope that this thing doesn't end and it's almost like a to be continued. Yeah. And it's like, a, and I know it's going to be that way. And then when Justice League comes out, same thing, Suicide Squad, same thing. And it's I don't know if I'm going to be on board. I can't be on board with both the Marvel universe and the Justice League universe. All of a sudden, you're just it's it's almost like I'm going to be 40 when these things are over. And at that point, it's like, what am I doing anymore? Well, I think that's another topic that that comes up from days, superhero fatigue. Yeah. You know, and it sounds like you're kind of suffering from it I a am, little bit. but you know? that's just me, the casual fan. Now, yeah. that's probably, I feel like that's where they're kind of like getting in the yellow yeah. towards the red as far as these movie makers go, because they're always going to have the fans. 
But once the casual fan starts to get frustrated by this, now not at the point where I'm quitting yet, but a couple years down the line, maybe. And that's kind of where the money is made. That's how they become billion-dollar movies instead of multi-million-dollar movies is if everyone's on board, including the, the casual fans like myself. So are you more excited for the Batman movie that's coming out? Batman Superman? Batman v Superman? Sounds like a Supreme Court case. Yeah. Are you more excited for that one or Suicide Squad? Because you saw that trailer too. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, definitely more more interested in Suicide Squad just because it's something different for me. I, I'm, like, I'm very unfamiliar with all the comics. comics. I, I know, I kind of know the, the backstory of, the, of all the, the stories and everything. But it definitely has more of a Guardians of the Galaxy feel yeah, to it. I think know? that's what's cool about yeah, it. Yeah, and I had no idea what I was getting into when I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't see the theater. I saw it at a friend Jeremy's house one time yeah. on a whim. He just turned it on, and I hadn't seen it. And I loved it. That, that kind of seems like it has the same feel to it. It's a different kind of movie, I think, like you're yeah. saying. Um, so before we move on to our next topic here, I just want to bring up one other piece of news that we saw this week. Um, the whole thing about Ben Affleck rewriting parts of the script because uh, I don't know if it's a Zack Snyder thing, a Chris Terrio thing, but there was this rumor that came out where Ben Affleck didn't really like the script. So he spent, he would get up and he would get dressed into the Batman costume (laughs) and then he would go and rewrite parts of the script. Now, I don't know where that ranks on method acting here. You know, I don't know. He didn't have his parents killed and become an orphan (laughs) so that he can become the head of a, you know, CEO of a billionaire dollar industry. But that's pretty awesome. Well, I, I think that... He's committed to the role, man. As, the, as, as they start shooting the standalone Batman movie, his parents, maybe they should get like witness, witness protection or something like that. Like pretend yeah. that they're gone? Yeah. No, just, just, think, just because he might do something crazy. You know? <laughs> but no. So yeah, what probably happened was is like he has a long day of makeup. So he's in the costume all day and he's probably just crossing off lines. So he can't really rewrite the movie, can you? I mean, listen, he can rewrite dialogue. He's not like he's rewriting scenes. So they love him, man. And they want him to direct a standalone Batman movie. No, he's totally a credit, right? I just wonder if he looks at Zack Snyder because other people do like a hack and he's like, man, this is crap. I gotta, I gotta redo this. One of of my favorite comic, comic book movies or graphic novel movies. Yeah. I don't want to get flamed. Graphic (laughs) graphic novel. Was Watchmen. I think that was a hell of a movie. It was a damn good so movie. I, I have full faith in Zack Snyder. I know that they changed the ending a little bit from the from the actual graphic novel, but yeah. honestly, if you haven't read that book, you should go read it because it's it's really yeah. good. And a lot of the way that he shot that movie was shot for shot, like from the comic panels, yeah. which was awesome. It's like a storyboard. I mean, it's out there for you. Yeah. So I love that movie. I thought it was great, even though that gets dumped on yeah. a lot recently too. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't get it. I don't get it. But yeah, I I doubt that he's probably changing dialogue of his character. It is bat suit, yeah, and not full on seeds. But would it be funny if, like, uh, we were we were talking about it earlier about how, what if he just like all all the seeds were if Batman fights Superman and Superman wins a couple fights, like he just changes them so that, yeah. so that Batman wins, and then Jim Caviezel comes on set with the new script. He's like, "What the hell, Ben?" <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like we're both pretty excited to see this movie. I'm really excited to see what happens out of it. Hopefully, Justice League's good because if Marvel's good and DC's good, that's good for everybody, especially if you're a comic book fan like me. Um, it's just more stuff to watch, so I'm yeah. pretty excited. And uh, in a future Last Row on Demand episode, I will certainly give my unbiased opinion. Uh, well, Drew will tell you it was the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. I'll tell you what it was really like. So, like <laughs> we'll I said, get into it. I am a fanboy. Yeah. Um, so before we watch that, let's talk about some of the stuff we're actually watching right what now. What we're watching. You were at the movies recently. Oh, yeah. I, saw, I wasn't there. I saw a lot of movies this weekend, Drew. Listen, this is this is like 
it's just unprecedented. Usually we watch movies together. Yeah. But I wasn't able to join you. What well, did you watch? Well, you went and got married, started having kids. You know? <laughs> That's what happens. I know. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah, what a loser this guy is. No, um, I saw in the theater uh, Revenant. Now, this is, this as of this recording, the Oscars are about an hour and a half away. So the Oscars have not been released yet as of this recording. So anything we say it was before the Oscars, but there's a lot of hype going on about the Revenant being a shoo-in for Leo. Possibly the director, maybe for Best Picture. Possible sweep situation. What did you think? Did you love it? Was it the greatest movie you ever watched? If I if I could sum it up in a word, it would be, eh. Eh. That's it? That's about, Larry eh. David? Oh, yeah. Here's the problem. And it was a... Put, let, let me clarify this. It, it was a great movie, all right? It was expertly shot, expertly directed, expertly acted. Story was pretty boring. It was boring. It was a two hours and 40 minutes. And I get the human struggle. I get his will to survive. I get all that. You know, his son, there's a revenge factor in there for trying to right a wrong. He was left for dead. I get all that. Leo did a great job. Although the second half of the movie was basically him crawling and grunting. <laughs> he didn't you know? have a lot of speaking lines. Yeah, no. And I thought Tom Hardy was borderline better than him. So if we're, it, ever, if we're having an acting competition. Was it worth Tom Hardy leaving Suicide Squad because oh. of this? Yeah, see, Tom Hardy is an actor's actor, all right? He's not going to go do a superhero movie when he's got this Oscar bait staring him in the face. He's allowed to go in the wilderness? Yeah. Now, I don't think he was nominated for like supporting actor or anything like that. But he certainly was exceptional in this movie. He was excellent. Borderline better than Leo in this movie, but he had actual speaking lines throughout the whole movie, whereas Leo was basically grunting and groaning the whole time. So was it deserved of the praise that it got? I mean, you, you kind of said it already, but as someone who hasn't seen it, and I, yeah. I don't know if other people who are listening now have not uh-huh. seen this movie, I mean, is it something that you'd say, you know what, go watch it right now? Or is it like, eh, no. when you get it, you get it? Here's, here's it's, 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 it's a give and take. It's a catch-22, if you will, if I'm even using that term correctly. I think I am. To where, if you see it in the theater, the shots are amazing. And I feel like watching it in your home theater is not the same experience as seeing it on the big screen. Because it was very, very well shot. Very well done. Beautiful. Beautiful landscapes. Yeah. But as far as, like, the story goes, I feel like you could you might be better off watching it at home and, like, breaking it up into halves. Yeah. You watch part of it. Once Leo gets mauled by the bear, you turn it off. You'll get some dinner. And you come back, and then you finish it up, right? Yeah. So one, it would cut it out because it's an, for an hour twenty, an hour twenty. Secondly, it might avoid you falling asleep for the night. I actually fell asleep twice in in the theater. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have anybody to wake you up. No, man. I did by yourself. No, but it was only like five minutes maximum total. But what if you missed time. the best part of the movie, yeah. and that's maybe, why you maybe say, it was a lot longer. And I fell asleep. <laughs> maybe you fell asleep well, for like fifteen minutes, and you well, missed like the major twist. I think about. 40% of the last half of the movie was Leo just crawling on a stomach grunting. That's pretty much what it was. So so how does it compare to something that I did see with you, Hateful Eight? Yeah. Did you think Hateful Eight was better? That's a Hateful long Eight movie, Hateful Eight is such, is so much more entertaining. It's a different kind but of But that's the thing. It's entertaining. Like, I would say Batman versus Superman is probably going to be much more entertaining than The Revenant. But is it a better movie than The Revenant? Absolutely not. Right. And I would go so far as to say if The Revenant sweeps these categories for, for the Oscars... I wouldn't have a problem with it either. I, I don't want to, to say that it's a bad movie. It's not at all. It was well acted. Leo 
definitely deserves it if he wins it because he emoted without yeah. without words throughout yeah. the second half of this movie in a way that not, we have not seen since Tom Hanks had cast away. That's a so, good that's a good comparison yeah. based on everything I've read. Right. So it was a good job, definitely. But the story it was just it, it was lacking. It was it was boring. It was Oscar bait, and they did a good job of of baiting everyone, including myself, for believing it's a good movie, and it is a good movie. <laughs> You sound like you're trying to talk yourself into liking yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing it. All I'm saying is maybe overrated a little bit. I could see it. I mean, again, I haven't seen the movie, but I almost have turned on it, having yeah. not seen it. Like, yeah, man, this is a weak class of Oscar movies yeah. here. Like, I, think I, I think I may have talked you out of going out and seeing it now, right? Yeah. Have I? I, I put it this way, I'm not going to go watch it in the theater. Yeah, now. just go. I don't go, think I will. Go, go get it on demand. Watch it in your big screen here and... Please cut it in half. One movie that I would love to see is the other one that you watched. Yes, I on-demanded, or actually red-boxed. You last row on-demanded. Yes, uh, The Martian. Again, up for Best Picture, up for Best Actor, uh, Matt Damon. Now, that's a great movie. That was entertaining, much more entertaining than The Revenant. Was it a better movie than The Revenant? Probably not as, as a piece of filmmaking, but much more entertaining it got, a, it got a lot of jokes for winning Best Comedy at the Golden Globes, right? Yeah. And it was very funny throughout, very light. And I thought that was the only downfall of the movie, was that it was too light. Now... Like it was dire circumstances? Yeah, the, 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 the act of leaving Matt Damon behind on Mars and have, him having to fend for himself, it could have gone for a little more drama. But I guess that's not what they were going for. But it's based on a book, I, yeah, which yeah. I haven't read. I would have liked it if they showed him struggling a little more. They very rarely showed him frustrated and struggled. No, maybe that's his character. Maybe the guy it was based on. I don't know if it was based on. It's a, based on a book. Based yeah, on the book. It yeah. is. No, I don't know if the the guy was written so much to where he's just constantly always upbeat, which it seemed like he was. I would have personally. I thought the movie would have been more powerful and maybe would have won more awards. If it again, if it if it wins or not, I don't know but it would have been more of a shoe-in had it been more dramatic. But yeah. I loved it. I thought the scenes on Mars were fun. Matt Damon did, did a great job in it. Probably not as good as Leo, but he did a great job. And then the scenes that they showed in NASA of him them making plans to get him out, out of Mars and get him back, getting him back, those were all great and light and kind of witty themselves too. So great movie overall. I'm talking too much. So let me ask you a question, my yes. friend. I think you broke one of your rules. Space movies? Space movie. We've already discussed space movie. Now I'm on record as saying I hate space movies, but space movie. I clarified this. I don't know how many times. I don't like movies that are set where space <laughs> is like the 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 like it's a Star Wars. You're saying yeah, like Star Wars, Star Trek, where they're living in space. You don't like a space opera? Yeah, I like space movies to where they are going to space and they have intentions on coming back to Earth. <laughs> all right. So would you say that if the movie is set to live in space, but he I lived, hate those movies. But he lived in space. But he had plans on coming home. He had every intent on coming back to Earth. <laughs> that's where that's where it differs, all right? Don't try to trap me into space movies, all Listen, right? Listen, all I know is this guy fell asleep, Star Wars Episode 3, <laughs> five days before we could act, we, it okay. came out to the world. We're missing the bigger picture here. I've now admitted in the last 20 minutes that I fell asleep at Man of Steel, yeah. The Revenant, and... Did you fall asleep Star in the Martian? Star Wars Episode 3. Did you fall asleep in the Martian? No, I didn't. But I was home. But I was I was locked in because it was so... The story was great. That space movie. It really had you. Yeah. No. <laughs> when I say I hate space movies, it's basically a qualifier as me saying I hate Star Wars and Star Trek. It's it's a good running joke on this yeah. show. Um, but anyway. But what else are we watching? What are you watching? I So I want to watch the Martian. It's on my list. Um, but I spent the weekend 
uh, and the time, the free time that I've had watching a couple things, uh, been watching some TV shows. So don't destroy me on this show here for not having seen this before, (laughs) but uh, I somehow held off on watching The Sopranos for like 20 years or however many years it's been. I have not seen The Sopranos. I know how it ends or whatever it is, but I I don't know characters and all this stuff. I started watching it recently on the... um, you know, recommendation of yourself and I, i've been really really enjoying it i'm a little bit into season two yeah and it's been something that the acting's awesome gandolfini is amazing yep. little, i love all the characters they're funny as hell it's just a great show so far so a little christopher baltasanti little tr- little paulie walnuts yeah that's what i've tr- so i've tried to get into the <laughs> wire puss. i've tried to get into the wire multiple times and yeah. I have fallen asleep. And yeah, I know that it's a good I show. I get it, yeah. Like, I know it's a good show, and I know everyone's going to punch me in the face for saying that I, I almost jumped asleep. across the table right now and punched you for saying I just, that. I can't get <laughs> into it, and I, I don't, you know, there's something that gets me like Sopranos. I'm going to spend my time on that. Yeah. I don't want to sink 20 hours into yeah. something until it gets good. Yeah, The Wire, it's great, but I, I admit it, you're right, that it takes a commitment to get to learn the characters, and it is very slow-paced, whereas Sopranos is half-comedy. So it's easier to jump right in and get sucked into that way. It reminds me more of a Breaking Bad type show yeah. where there's like some serious to it, but it's oh, also yeah. kind of funny. No, Breaking Bad definitely took a lot of its cues and its tone yeah. from Sopranos. And I've also, uh, I started, um, based on the reviews, I wanted to see how bad it was. Yeah. I watched the first episode of Fuller in, House. In true Last Row fashion. It wasn't that bad, yeah. honestly. Like, Silver listen, linings. I didn't grow up watching Full House. I mean, I grew up in the time, right? But right. I always liked Family Matters. I liked Boy Meets World. I liked all those other shows step by better. Step. step by Step. Step yeah. was a great show. I liked Full House. It was good. It was cheesy. But it wasn't my favorite show of all yeah. time. I haven't seen all the episodes. I liked it. This show was not bad. Like, I've been reading. Like, there was a headline on Vox. It was like, it's not just bad. It's terrible. Whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, these clickbait article titles. I didn't think it was that bad. I watched the first episode. Now, maybe it sucks episode two after everybody, you know, isn't in it anymore. There's a ton of cameos in the first episode. Uh-huh. That was so, pretty good. So is like John Stabos in it? He was in it. Uh, Joey Gladstone? Joey Gladstone uh, was Coulier. in it. Dave Coulier was yeah. in it. There's a whole bunch of people. Was that, Did they get Saget? Saget was in they it did? too. So they, I, did they get everyone except for uh, the Olsen twins? Everybody for except part? for the Olsen twins. Yeah. It. Steve was in it. The guy, Steve, that ate all the time. Oh, yeah. DJ's boyfriend. DJ's boy, Deej. Um, Jody Sweeten. She's sure. in it too. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't great, but it wasn't yeah. bad. It's no worse than any other sitcom that's out okay. there, and they don't so, make those anymore. I, if I, if what I read was correct, I think the all the guys, the old guys that were in it, they might be in it for one episode and then they leave. And it's basically the girls are the new guys. That's my in, guess in the Fuller House. Yeah, in the Fuller House. Now maybe <laughs> now maybe in the second episode it's not as good. Full but House colon. Fuller I haven't house. seen <laughs> Full Full House colon Fuller House. Fuller House. <laughs> No, I, I just um, the, the story goes that the you know DJ is is a widow and yeah. she's in this oh. house and you know it's basically her kids now her raising her kids yeah so I hope that this does well enough that they can make a spinoff of it of her kids raising their kids their kids and call it Full House colon Fuller House colon Fullest, Fullest house. house but what do you where do you go from there though after Fullest House most full. Even fuller, <laughs> even fuller, even fuller, full house colon even fuller. even fuller. No, I just I don't know. It's all right. The other show that I watched was um I started that show Love. It's the Judd Apatow movie or I, show. Uh, I don't think I'm familiar. It's uh Jillian Jacobs from Community. She's in it. It's their oh, new like rom com yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And it's weird because like you know it feels like an Apatow movie. Yeah, but as it's over, 
it's like, oh, that episode's over? What the heck? It's like, oh, yeah, it's a TV show. It's not a movie. Yeah. Um, I've been watching that, and then I've also been right. watching Flash and Arrow. Flash and Arrow. I've I never, I haven't dropped all the trade of that yet. I got to tell you, Arrow Season 2 is probably one of the best seasons of anything I've watched. The bad guy's awesome. Deathstroke is so good. The acting is pretty good from him. Um, but honestly, I feel like that show's gone down a little bit. I still enjoy it, but I yeah. think Flash is... I, I'm enjoying it a heck of a lot more. It's got the time travel aspect. It's a little lighter. Uh-huh. I'm really enjoying that show. I recommend that you start it at some point. But, my, uh, uh, my nephew is a huge fan of the Flash series, and so much so that he got his mom, my sister, on board. Now, oh, really? She, She's watching She it? loves it. That's awesome. She loves Flash. She's telling me about it. So It's a great show. Now they, I, they kind of have a, a, a mother-son bonding. Night. That's awesome. They go watch Flash together. I recommend that you start it. I think it's pretty yeah. good. Anyone else that listens, I, I, I hope you guys are watching too. It's I definitely recommend showing at yeah. least The Flash. And uh, in closing, uh, I just wanted to profess my love for the trashiest of trashy TV shows, which is the O.J. Simpson trial. I haven't watched this, but <laughs> I've FX. heard that it's awesome. It's so good. It's so good. It's terrible, but it's FX so good. FX makes great shows, yeah. man. But it's like, it's like can't be bad really? in a good way. Like, Is it like a Schwarzenegger movie from the 80s? Like that can't it, be? It's just so repugnant. Yeah. You know? Like but, what it, I haven't seen any of it. I don't why, know. Why it's, do you say it's that? It's so cheesy. I, like, like, for example, you know, uh, in, in Office Space, where they go to uh, break the printer, they come yeah. out to rap music. It's like slow motion. Yeah. It's like the pivotal scene in the, in the office room where OJ's on speakerphone from jail, and they have Cochran on one side of the room, and they have um, Robert Shapiro, who is uh, an excellent John, John Travolta, oh, on the other that's side of the awesome. room. And OJ tells him that Travolta is not the lead head, head uh, guy anymore. Cochran is. They immediately cut to the lawyers walking very bad acidly into the courtroom. Like slow-mo? A slow-mo to, to a rap song. Black, uh, Black Superhero is the, is That's the song. That's awesome. And it was, it was like a, such a callback to Office Space. I'm sure they didn't mean to do it like that. Yeah. But, but it's like, it's it's so cheesy in the worst ways. How's the acting? Is it good? The acting's very good. Cube is great. Uh, Travolta is excellent, but it's like a, he's like a caricature, caricature of Robert Shapiro. Is his face still really big? Oh, it's so fat. It's even fatter. <laughs> he's still good. Yeah. So maybe that's his acting yeah. ability is building up into his face, <laughs> yeah. you know? And uh, it's just, there's a whole Kardashian thing to it. Um, David Schwimmer is Robert Kardashian. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But it's like every episode, there's like a callback to his kids being obnoxious, annoying brats who are now all we know, the Kardashians. But That's pretty awesome. But it's like, it's, it's like trash TV, but I can't get enough of it. If FX does a good job with yeah. their shows, man. Speaking of trash, oh, good segue. That leads us into our final segment. Wrapping it up. You mentioned that the Razzies came out as oh, of yes. recording. They just came out yes, today. They did. I know the you guys will be hearing Oscar this later. Spirit. How did our favorite movie, Fifty Shades of Grey, do? So uh, we recently did a, did a podcast episode on Fifty Shades of Grey. Hope you listened to it. If not, go back and listen to it. Preface it by saying you do not have to watch the movie. We we actually we recommend you don't waste your time to watch the movie, but you can get enjoyment out of our episode. Fifty Shades pretty much is the Godfather 2 of the Razzies. Oh, the Razzies. So many awards this year for, for uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. It won. Let's see. Worst picture, worst actor, worst actress, and worst screenplay. I, I noticed that it didn't lose set design. Now, the, play, the, the playroom. Set design. Now... It's pretty. It's pretty sweet playroom. The, hey. the the Bat Cave of Sex was so good. It did not. It 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 um. It avoided the clean sweep for for best set this for worst set design. I would love to take a black light in that yeah. room. You know, yeah. it's like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it was a big loser. Fifty Shades Gray. Can't say I disagree. The other the other movie that got close to as many knobs was um Fantastic Four. 
which my nephew doesn't even want to see. I which, haven't seen that. Which we, we talk about Batman and Robin being so bad, you just know it. My nephew knows it. My, and he loves superhero movies. He, he doesn't want anything to do with that new Fantastic Four movie. That movie was played from the start. It sounded like the, the director had a little bit of an ego trip. He was, yeah. you know, I mean, there's some pretty good actors in that, like Michael B. Jordan. I think uh, yep. the well, woman who played Susan Storm's pretty good. There's a there's a bunch of good actors. I don't know how it did so yeah. poorly. Well, uh, funny you mentioned the director. It was because the one major category that the Fifty Shades of Grey did not lose or, or win for worst director was was worst director for really for Joseph Trank or whatever the heck his name is. So Fifty Shades won worst picture, worst actor, worst actress, worst screenplay. <laughs> I, I don't even know. And speaking of worst actress, I didn't even realize that Dakota Johnson is Don yes. Johnson's daughter. I had no like clue. Miami Vice Don Johnson. I guess she kind of looks like him. Nash Bridges. <laughs> She's really hot like him. No, I, I didn't even know that that was the case. Yeah. One of the other ones that I thought was pretty interesting was Redeemer. Oh, the Redeemer of the Year. Your man, Sylvester. Sly, Sly Stallone. I haven't seen Creed yet. I definitely can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm surprised that you haven't seen that yet. You're well, I, just, I missed it in the theater, and I don't think it's out on demand yet. Or maybe it just was released. I haven't gotten to it, but I can't wait to see it. That was one that I was disappointed. I didn't get a chance to see. I heard it was great. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan yeah. is is awesome. I, I love all the Rockies. I even like Five, even though he's trash. Still love it. Vince Howard himself, yeah. you know, quarterbacking, <laughs> quarterbacking himself. I'm all I'm all on board with anything with anything Vince Howard, yeah. with the exception, of course, of Fantastic Four. Okay. <laughs> One thing I was surprised to see that didn't win anything based on just general hate in the world was yeah. uh, Entourage. I'm relieved. Thank God. Yeah. I yeah. liked Entourage yeah. movies. It's, so. it's, it's on a lot of people's least liked movie of the year. If you go on all the blogs and the blogs and the slogs. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm glad. Let's, let's, let's keep that out of the Razzies. I'm glad. So to wrap it up, you know, I know we're in basically March here. Yeah. But uh, what was your favorite? Well, like in the, in the award Oscar yeah. season, what yeah. was your favorite movie that you saw of? Oh, of best movie, hands down, Fury Seven. You think so? Hands down. Yeah, Oscar winning. Yeah, that movie doesn't get the respect it deserves. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> so I wonder how many people are listening to this. They're like, "Oh, this guy can't no. appreciate the glory that if is the a, Revenant, and he's the, sitting here loving yeah. Vin Diesel." If the Academy would get their noses out of their asses, they would recognize movies like Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Like the the achievement, the guy died mid movie, and I didn't even recognize his twin brother. Best special effects, <laughs> not, even his, seven. not even his twin. Yeah, where's the best special effects? But I guess Mad Max would have something to say about that. Yeah, and that, that's that's a good segue. I mean, yeah. my favorite movie that I probably watched. I mean, like I said, I haven't seen the other Oscar movies, but uh, I did see Fury Road, and I loved it. And you know, it was one of those things that I heard a lot about going into it. Kind of yeah. like a lot of people were saying, "Oh, the Revenant's so great. The Revenant's so great." I kind of looked it looked at it as all right. Let's see. Let's see about this thing. Yeah, you were skeptical. I was pretty skeptical. Based on the hype. Honestly, I really liked it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was the greatest movie ever. No. But I really enjoyed it. As, I thought it was really yeah. good. As far as action movies go, it, it was phenomenal. And hopefully they win something in the Academy Awards. Just so, you know, a movie like that, to get nominated for Best Picture, it's kind of like the little guy. Because those type of violent action movies never get any kind of credit that they deserve. So at least the, the fact that it's nominated, I feel like, is a win for George Miller. Yeah. So if you're listening and you have your own choice for the Razzies that, that weren't nominated if you've seen Fifty Shades of Grey and you think it's awful like we did. Don't say Entourage. <laughs> right into us. Uh, let us know what, what you guys are watching. I mean, we could talk about things. If you have recommendations for us, you want us to watch certain movies, let us know. Right into us. The Last Row Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Twitter's probably the best way to get in touch with us. We're on Twitter every day. At The Last Row Pod. We also have a Facebook page. We don't have a lot of activity on there. Facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod. Hit us up on Google+. 
and I know we haven't said it in a long time, but we also have a voicemail line Ooh. if you want to tell us how dumb we are <laughs> and uh, tell Dave. us how stupid we are for liking Entourage and Furious 7. Dave, do not call us and tell us how dumb we are. 415-779-5278. 415-779-5278. That's also last. So this has been fun. I don't know about you. I had a great time doing oh, yeah. this. Sounds like we're going to be doing this every other week now in between our movie releases. Looking forward to having some more of these. And like I said, please feel free to write in. Send us your topics. We'll make this show around what you guys want to hear. And on that note, we'll... uh <laughs> even speak. <laughs> and on that note, I guess we'll see you next week. See ya! Blue! <laughs>